I am your host, Tracy J. Hines, author of the, a love poem book called Love Addiction. Uh, with me today are my girls and my co-hosts, Leslie Lee and Terry Saleh. Hello, ladies. Hey, Liz. Hi, Tracy. What's up? What's up? How are you? Let's talk about I'm love. Good. <laughs> hey, Trace. This is Leslie with that black girl magic. Hey, Les. I know you're going to bring it. I know it. Today, um, we have a guest with us, the lovely Miss Onisha Love. I met Onisha on a Facebook page, um, and she just had such a positive energy. So I invited her to the show. Let me just tell you a little bit about uh, Miss Onisha. She sent me her bio, and um, I'm going to give you a little bit of that. Uh, Onisha Love is an owner of Awakened Flower and Miss Can See You. Miss Can See You is a spiritual, intuitive counselor and healer of the soul. Um, on your journey of life, she helps to empower you and assist you with healing your mind, spirit, through bringing awareness of self. Onisha Love has been on her journey of self-awareness and discovery for the past few years and helping others on their path for two years. Many know Onisha Love through her radiant smile that will lift up your soul and uplifting word that will lift your spirits high. She lives by the motto, when you know better, you do better. When you open up to seeing higher, you achieve higher. Onisha Love is definitely someone to be looking out for in this coming year. Welcome, Onisha. Thank you, Tracy, Terry, and Leslie for having me here to share on the love and vibes with you guys. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, enjoy. You know, we just try to have fun and talk about stuff that people don't really talk about but need to. So tonight, um, after the show last week, we had this conversation, the three of us, Leslie, Terry, and I, which kind of went on for about two hours. And we thought we'd talk about the topic called uh, Mean Girls. You know, I had a scenario about a week ago. You know, I thought I had grown past being a mean girl, you know, that, that kind of chick that will snap at you if it's necessary, if you're questioning something that I'm saying. And I had a scenario at work about a week and a half ago. And that mean girl came out, and I was like, well, what the heck? What's going on? Why am I doing this? So I don't know where that comes from. I don't know why it's like that. Terry, what, what, has she been out on you, your mean girl? <laughs> um, you know, confessions, true confessions. I still suffer from the mean girl syndrome. I, I wish, you know, as a purveyor of love and a person that loves love, that I could say I'm always nice. But I'm not always nice. So, yeah, the mean girl still comes out. I'm not what a is mean, mean girl. girl. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. So how can we be mean girls and still talk about love? What does that mean, being a mean girl? It means we have I a think, balanced life. No, I don't know. I think being a mean girl, like the true mean girl, there's some insecurities there. There's a lot of insecurities. When I'm in my mean girl mode and I'm trying to take somebody down and I want somebody to know that I don't like them, it's because there's something that I'm not liking about myself right then and there. Something that I think I'm lacking and I know I'm lacking and I probably need to work on, but it's easier to take it out on her. Okay, that's honest. That's very honest. I, th I think you hit on something, though. I think, because I know my scenario that was a week and a half ago, you know, this girl asked me a question, and I gave her an answer, and she refused to, you know, accept my answer. Although I've been there longer than her, I've been in the business longer than her. She's like, well, I'm going to wait for the supervisor. And I was just taken back. So when the supervisor comes out to give her the answer, she asks him, and he's like, I don't know. I was like, oh, I know. And I already gave you the answer. So I got very, you know, as a matter of fact, I was a little curt and short with her. And later on, I realized, you know, don't question my authority. <laughs> How about you, Anisha? You have any mean girl spirits in you? Yeah, um, mine come in a protective mode. When I have when I feel mm -hmm. I need to protect myself, I have a snapback that could turn really mean. But like, um, it's the true mean girl. I believe is bullies who either don't understand or know how to deal with their emotions, or they are unaware of the battle they are fighting within themselves. So they end up protecting mm -hmm. that inner fight onto others by bullying people to protect themselves from being hurt. That's what I mm -hmm. feel. 
So let me I, ask I, you I think it's definitely a control <laughs> issue. I think some of us, myself included, we like to control the situation. And so yeah, if we're not me. in control, then the mean girl comes out, you know, how dare you try and take the situation over. I'm the one who's supposed to be calling the shots, you know. Don't right. you know this? <laughs> I, I I agree with what, what Onisha was saying in terms of protecting myself. When I feel like I'm being attacked, when I'm under attack, oh, my God, it seems like something, like another person will take over. And I always, like, equate, I, I give her another name. Like, I, I don't know what I call her this year, but another person <laughs> takes over, and it's not me. And I'm kind of embarrassed sometimes after the fact. And, right, I, right. I mean, I had some serious revelations that over the last few months and over the year. Like, I didn't like the way I look. And nobody had to bring it to my attention. I just... For a split second, saw myself, I'm like, this is not good. This is not good. If I'm so willing to take this person down and tell her my version of her story, there's something wrong with me. Right. Because right. of the right. fact that she's she's a you know, and I'm not I'm I'm just going off of my my experiences, but she's a child of God just like I'm a child of God and I know he doesn't love her any less. And then I who am I to come and take her down, but I was so defensive. That's where I was. I was like, oh, you coming from me? Watch what I can do to you. And I'm going to tell exactly. everybody that exactly. you are not this, that, and the third. And it was not mm -hmm. you. But I had the revelation. Like, I woke up and I said to myself, I, this does not look good. I, I felt like don't I look thought good I going out to other me. people. I don't look good going to other people talking about somebody else. Like, what is that? That's a whole bunch of mess. Yeah, it is. It's a whole bunch of mess. Do you think women are the only people that suffer with that? Or do you think guys have that bad boy, mean guy kind of thing going on? Or you think it's pretty much you guys, what we're yeah. talking Guys mm -hmm. definitely have it also. We all suffer from that being personality, that mean girl, mean guy personality. It's not just limited to women. Well, in women, I, I see it. I see it more because I see it displayed. You know, you might walk into a room and you know that you took time putting yourself together and you know that you look good. And you'll walk into a room and women are looking you up and down or at work you'll have some kind of catty nonsense. You know, not so much now, but a couple of years back I did. You know, but I don't know how it's displayed for guys. I never see it for them. So what does that look I, like? I, in men... In a social setting, I, I mm -hmm. see it. Like, it's like they, they, they're jonesing on each other and they're snapping on each other and trying to come back with their best crack. Like, I've seen men, like, take each other out for the count on a, on a joke. You think so? They go personal. What? They go way personal. They will take somebody yeah, I haven't down. Seen that. I haven't seen oh, it. I, I haven't seen, seen guys do that. I've seen girls do it. So how do we fix this? How do we fix I this so that we're not mean to each other, so that we are spreading the love bring unity amongst us. How do we fix it? I don't think I can fix anybody else. Like I said, I had the revelation about me. I, I, when I realized like how bad I was talking about somebody and going mm -hmm. to anybody who would hear my story. And then I realized like, if I'm talking about her, who's talking about me? Who, you know, somebody's saying something right. about me too. It's not that, right, right. you know, I'm not perfect in this. So if they well, want to listen to what I have to say, then somebody's uh -huh. out there talking about me too. And I can't sit back well, and I say, how do care and it doesn't bother me. It does bother me. When I say how do we fix it, I don't mean you, the four of us here. I know we can't fix it, but individually, you know, like you did, Leslie, you, you looked at yourself and you said, hey, you know, this is not the person that I want to be. I, like I said to you, I thought that I buried this a long time ago and I didn't, you know. I know for me, I don't know. I, just gotta, I gotta talk to myself, like, you know, I gotta pray and, okay, Terry, you get ready, get on the phone with this customer service person. And you know, nine, tens, nine, ten, nine times out of ten, they do not know what they're talking about. You're gonna be on here for 20 minutes and just, Terry, you gotta keep your calm and just, you know, don't turn into the, the typical mean girl. I really do have to talk myself off the ledge because I know I will go there when i got to deal with people that, for me, um, I've already labeled as incompetent, 
aren't going to be able to provide me what I need, that's when I get really frustrated. So for me, it's talking myself off the ledge. I got to do a little pep talk with myself. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Terry, you're going to be nice. You know, so it's about self-awareness, you know, knowing who you are, knowing you're even capable of turning right, right. into a mean girl and, you know, talking yourself down off the ledge before it gets out of control. Anisha, did I hear you say something yep. before? Right. I agree with Terry. Um, basically, being more aware of ourselves and our emotions and being more conscious of how we react and what made us feel that way. Why do we feel we need to control the situation? Because if we go back and go deep within, we might find that it really started when we were younger or it started with our parents or it was a mm-hmm. program that we carried on and carried mm-hmm. on into our adulthood that we never <laughs> paid attention to. So. Yeah, basically just being more aware and conscious of ourselves and um, knowing, just knowing why are we acting are we acting this way, knowing why did we choose or uh, what made us feel this way or just the who, what, where, when, why, and how of the situation. Yeah. That yeah. and uh, awareness of it. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm a mean girl in my head. comes back. To self love, it all definitely comes back to self love. Would you say, Leslie, you're a mean girl in your head? In my head, yeah. <laughs> I would say things. I say things in my head. Like if people knew what I was talking, oh my god, it's embarrassing <laughs> sometimes. You ever walk up on a situation, you hear what's going on. Like I, I there, there's people that just can take me there. And I had an experience last week. It was through an email interaction. And somebody just thought it was so necessary to point out that I made a mistake. Not only did I make this mistake, but they felt like it was necessary to CC up everybody in the whole wide world. And my, back in the day, I would have like went back and forth with her on the email. Like, oh, really? Okay. Blah, 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 blah. So all I said <laughs> was thank you. Thank you very much. But in my head... I tore her to pieces. She doesn't even know. Right, she right. Demolished <laughs> in my head. I've already took her down. She's done. So we just we just got to hold on to her. When I see her, that's how I feel now. Like we we've had this interaction because I didn't retaliate or I didn't respond a certain way. I'm not going to show it, but in my head, we're done. We're n- I will not like you. We're done because you're nasty. <laughs> We got to fix it. We got to fix it. It's other individuals. We can't fix it again for everybody else. But somehow we got to realize that everybody gets a break. Everybody has a bad day. Everybody has an opportunity to attack you. And we can't always feel attacked. I mean, if you know you're right in the situation, you don't have to prove it to anybody. You know, just but know you it. Do when, you're, when you're the victim of being a mean, of the mean girl thing, like I, I, I experienced something, and I'm not going to go into details because if there's anybody listening, they're going to go exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> but okay. There's people out there that, in an effort to control a situation for whatever reason, will do whatever it takes to get other people to think about you differently. So that means if they have to say something about you to other people, then that's what they're going to do so that those other people can start to think about you differently and distance themselves from you. And I've been in that situation, but I was thankful that I was able to read the situation. I knew what was going on. So I just said, okay, all right. So I see how this is going to go down. So I'm just going to really like pull back. I'm not going to be all Leslie could be because obviously some people around here can't handle Leslie. So I pulled back, but then what ended up happening is it kind of backfired because I became friends with those same people that the, this person or these people were trying to get to not to like me. And I always knew, like, if you don't like me, it's like, if you don't know me, then there's something wrong. Like, what did I do to you that you don't like me? It, it, Leslie, for me, it all comes back to self-love and, and rising above. You know, sometimes you can't take everything on. Because if we go through this life taking everything on and trying to prove ourselves to everybody that we're worthy or that we're smart or that we're intelligent, it's going to be a battle that you're never going to win because there's always going to be somebody out there that's going to be ready to knock you down because of their own issues. It has nothing to do with you and who you are and how you present yourself. They are suffering internally. And people that right. hurt people 
hurt people. So you just got to rise above. You have to no, rise but above. I knew that. I felt mm-hmm. that. And I knew, like, a, a years ago, I would have been trying to defend me. And why don't you like me? Or, like, try to even figure out what the situation was. I knew right. immediately that something was going on. So I pulled up. And I knew that I could not. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to engage any further to help this woman along with her suspicion of she why she doesn't like me. So I just pulled up. I I was not as engaging as I would be because I knew for whatever reason I was mm-hmm. ha- she was having a problem with me. But that was yeah. my own perception and my own reality of seeing like oh something very wrong is going on here and she's right. trying to get people to think about me a different way. But I, I was mature enough, and I was, when I was in the situation, I knew enough to say, okay, hold up. Don't feed into her because that's what she wants. She wants you right. to engage negatively, and I knew that. But I just hey, think at this age in my life, like, really? Alicia, what about you? You've had experiences, be, not being, you already said you've been the mean girl, but having it done to you where people are not, so nice, and, and you're not sure how you're going to react. Does it come across in your life now? I usually pull back, and the more I learn about myself, um, mm-hmm. the, the more those situations really don't matter what people think or what they think of me. And that's the more I, I learn about myself, the more I love and care for myself. Those things really don't matter. But, yeah, I had situations where people would put in other people's heads and, tell people things about me just to make me mad or make people don't like me or change how they feel about me and pull people right. on their side. Is that, but that is actually a reflection of them. And so mm-hmm. the more I understand that it's not me, it's them, because I used to be that person like, why me? Why everybody? Why right, are they right. being mean to me? Why don't they like me? Right. But now I'm at the stage where nobody's opinion should matter because actually, and I'm understanding it's a reflection of how they feel about themselves. They feel that they have to do that or they feel some way about themselves that's making them act this way. I really don't react to it anymore. I kind of just let it go (laughs) and move forward. That's good. I'm going to flip this completely to a different topic. Um, You you guys know I flew to Charlotte. I'm here for two weeks to get some training. And um, as I'm in the airport, I'm talking to people because that's what I do. I walk around. I talk to people. So this one lady decided she wanted to share with me. I told her about the, you know, the podcast, and we talk about love, and I gave her a card, and I said, you know, you should, you should tune in and, and hear what's going on. And she goes, well, I don't know. You know, I'm not feeling so good. I'm feeling a little depressed. And I said, well, what's your issue? And she goes, she tells me about she's in love with this man, and she loves him dearly, and they've been dating for, you know, so long, and he won't commit, and she doesn't know what the problem is. And then she shares that um, he's married. I don't understand how you date someone that's married and think that they're going to commit to you. They're already committed. Because you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? But, you know, now, also, it also, you know, made me realize that there are people that are in this, you know. To me and you, Leslie and Terry, because I heard you chuckle, that, yeah, that sounds, that sounds crazy. It sounds absolutely crazy. But there are women living this life and they're stuck in this. You know, how do you how do you talk somebody off the ledge? You know, this is never gonna work out. He's married. You you don't have a relationship. How how do you how do you deal with that? Yeah, that's a tough one because, you know, the other party could really be doing a number on you, saying, you know, I'm gonna leave my spouse and, you know, it's only a matter of time and then we can be together. So people kind of like holding out hope, thinking this thing is going to change. And what do you tell them, you know? I don't know. Um, I know for me personally, as soon as I found out that that situation was not a two-person situation and it was a third person in the in the game, I, I immediately mm-hmm. ran the other way. I just, for me, it's, I'm not that adventurous. I'm not trying to, you know, be in a three-way relationship. So. But there are people that just want to hold out hope that this thing is going to, you know, turn itself around and they're going to be the one with the person left standing. They're going to be the last person standing. I think it's funny because of the fact that 
if you are willing to spend that much time in a relationship that's, it's, it's, it is a relationship, but it's a wrong relationship. Mm-hmm. And this person is stringing you along. And I don't think it's funny. I think it's kind of, when I say funny, I think it's comical because of the fact that this other person has built in her mind or his mind, this relationship is real to them. Meanwhile, and this goes back to what we were having this discussion last week when it comes to inappropriate relationships, the married person is doing everything possible to keep things going on on both ends. Mm-hmm. So now this woman who's in this relationship, who's gotten her heart broken and is wasting time and years in a wrong relationship is looking for sympathy. Really? Are you seriously, you know, he's married and the percentage, and I don't know numbers, but I would like to say that it's very small. The that leave their wives for the other woman. It happens, but it's not a great number. I don't think, and I could be wrong. If somebody knows that or not, correct me, but it's not a great number. So at some point by being the other woman, how long are you going to stay there like that? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get that. I don't understand that because, you know, women love differently than it, guys do. We, we love with emotions right. and there's no way in this world that, your emotions can be at rest knowing that the man that you proclaim you love is laying up in the bed with his wife and they're doing whatever they do and you're just waiting for the next possible opportunity. That can't be fulfilling. So I don't ever understand how women stay in that unless, you know, they're, well, that's what they want. It definitely goes back to, well, it definitely goes back to her love for for herself and who she feels, how she feels about herself. Um, that's what it definitely goes back to, um, her, <laughs> her feelings and her emotions and why she feels that she has to be in a relationship with a man who is married. So that takes a big, that plays a big part in the whole situation. Um, and then because another thing, her, yeah, no, another thing, always always the, what she wants to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. I, we always blame the women, but we don't look at the man. He's right. married. This right. is not married, you know. So mm-hmm. he is, you know. It's a different scenario. We don't know how she got in. If she knew when, I don't know if she knew when she first got into it and then start loving him afterwards. But he's the one. That yes, she told me that. She uh, said that she knew from right. the very beginning that he was married. Now the the weird part about it is okay, is that she she's married also. Okay, but her <laughs> and her husband are um, married for convenience. They share a house. This is very weird to me. They share a house. He does his thing, has his life. She does her thing and has her life. So, which so to yeah, me... You just is, threw a whole other wrench in that situation. Thank you. Sure it's crazy. It's crazy. When I'm listening to her, I probably had my mouth hanging open. And I'm saying, how are you in this? And But the thing about it is, is she thinks that something's wrong with her that she doesn't know how to love properly because she broke up their relationship because she was telling him how, you know, she doesn't feel comfortable, she doesn't have him, he's unavailable, I can't see you when I want, and she didn't want the relationship anymore. So he started putting that little crazy spin on things, you know, to try to make her feel bad. And she fell for the bait. She felt bad. I just, I don't know how people live in that. I don't know how you live in so much unclear. Unclarity. It's I just easy. It's deceptive. It, it, everybody's lying. So you want to believe the lie at some point. And it's easy to fall into that because if you think that there's a chance and there's a hope in hell that he's going to leave his wife, then you hold on to that. So it's easy for people to be in it. I think it's crazy. I used to tell my husband all the time, like, I don't know who these people are that, that you know, feel that they are interested in you, the married man. I said, they see a picture, they see, they put, you present a certain way. I said, they don't want you, they want me. I made you. <laughs> so, <laughs> I put you on. I, you know, I, like, these women are crazy. Like, you don't really want him, you want me. I'm the one that makes sure that my house looks good and everybody that lives in my world looks good and presents a certain way. Right. You don't want him. 
Oh, my gosh. But I also think, I think, you know, it sounds like she's got a real issue with just the whole institution of marriage. I mean, her definition of marriage is kind of distorted to me. I mean, she's married, and she's, uh, you said she has an open marriage where they can kind of marriage a convenience. No, no, no. It's not, it's, not a, it's not an open marriage. They've decided that marriage. they don't want to be together anymore. So, um They've separated. But you know what, ladies? Let's just take a break for a moment, and uh, we'll come back in five minutes and pick this up, and I'll finish giving you the details, okay? Mm Blue 
back. This is Love Talk. I am your host, Tracy J. Hines, and with me tonight we have Leslie Lee, Terry Saleh, and Onisha Love. Um, before the break, we were talking about a lady that I met in the airport, and she shared about her situation where she's in love with this married man. So I was going to give you guys the details. So the details that she later shared was that she herself is married and lives in a house with her husband. Her husband and she decided that those they can no, they're no longer together. They don't love each other, but it's it's too much to get divorced because of finances. They share a child, they share a house. So he lives in a separate room, does his thing, whatever he wants to do. He takes care of his food and cooks for himself, and she does the same. And then she met a man who's married, and she knew from the very beginning that he was married from the very beginning. But now she's madly in love with him. And she's heartbroken because he's not leaving his wife. Although he's been leading her on the whole time, you know, and now he's telling her, I don't understand how you can ruin us. You took your love away and now you're ruining us. And I'm telling her that's all game. That's just game. But she doesn't see it. She just doesn't see it. And I don't know how people live in this. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, that is a very crazy situation. It sounds like mm-hmm. somebody that is very confused. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I don't want to pass judgment on people, but it would be very hard for me to live in the same household with my husband, but then try and create relationships with other men. That right there is whack me right there so that's number mm-hmm. one like we need to separate if we're really separated we need to separate because I don't want to see you bringing home any women and I'm not bringing home any men to this house that we share so that's number one and then it's just the whole situation going into a relationship knowing the other person is married that's also whack I just you know you call into question you know all kinds of personality traits when somebody makes that decision to get into a relationship with somebody when they know the other person is involved. So, you know, Tracy, I know you said it's not you. I hope it's not you, but it's... (laughs) (laughs) You know I'm not married, Terry, okay? (laughs) I'm just going to tell you right now. You need to, you know, whoever this is, you know, you know, going back to this whole mean girl thing and, you know, girlfriends and relationships and what you tell in terms of being truthful with a girlfriend, you know, if she were a real friend, I would really just tell her you need to go cold turkey. You need to really, you know, go cold turkey first with the husband you're separated with, you know, get your finances together and truly separate and then go cold turkey with this guy you're in a relationship with is wrong, period, and to be right. in this relationship. So many, and then, you know, you're expecting a commitment from somebody who's already committed. That's an impossible, it's impossible. Wouldn't you be, the person in that relationship, the woman that is the other woman, wouldn't you be scared of karma? Like, look how you got him. Look how you're getting him. You think he's not going to leave you the same way? I'm sure this is not his first time at the rodeo either, okay? Of course not. Today, I was listening to Church Online. I did Bedside Mm -hmm. Bedside Baptist. And one of the things that (laughs) the guest said, and it was Devon Franklin, if if your life was a wreck or a mess before you get into that relationship, that's what's going to show up, that same wreck and that same mess. So if you're not healing that, fixing that, and making it something that looks a little more, I guess, I shouldn't say normal, but you know what you want. If your a little more reckless. doesn't <laughs> look like anything of what you want, you need mm-hmm. to work on yourself. You, you, everybody's so scared to be alone, and I get it because I don't know what it's like. I've been married for 29 years, but people are so afraid to be alone that they're willing to stay in these bad relationships. You know what feels good. You know, I mean, that's something that, that nobody has to really tell you. It goes back to what we were saying last week, the signs. You know the signs. And right. then you're going to be willing to get into this relationship with someone that came to you through infidelity. You think he's not going to leave you that same way? Well, that's I, what I know. I, 
I know this for myself. I try to talk to her about this, but all she can feel is her heart hurts and listening to the game, you know, the game that he's telling her that, you know, I have children. If I leave her, it's going to hurt me to leave my children. I'm like, who says you're going to leave your children? You don't have to leave your children. You know, I don't really love her. I love you. And she is just struggling. She was just struggling. I mean, she's sitting there for a ball in her eyes out, bawling crying hysterically because she loves mm. this man so much and she can't Did you take her number you going to keep up with her um i gave him my card oh you did <laughs> i did All i right. gave him my card i would i would like to hear about this if you still stay in touch with her if she calls you i will give you an update we'll bring it in we'll bring in an update of the uh the woman that's married and is dating a married man that's there's a lot of people her. out there married and dating that's why I, I used to say that to my kids all the time, that their 20s are supposed to be for that purpose of dating and learning and exploring and figuring out what you like. Because if you get married too early and then all of a sudden you decide you want to date, it's going to be very inappropriate. <laughs> right, right, right. Anisha, you're all right. you know, over time. there. Don't let us keep you out of this. Jump in whenever you're ready, girl. Yeah, I just feel like sometimes some people go through one, two, three marriages, but it was a learning experience for them. That person was just for them for that time to help them get to the next level. That's what I feel about the whole situation. And some people are married for 25 years, plus are because of death with them part. So my take on that is each person that's even just us talking amongst each other, each person that is invited into your life, is a lesson, it's for a reason, a season or a lifetime, and they're going to either be a lesson or a blessing. So, um, my take on the whole marriage and people coming into your life or, or getting married, remarried, or being with that person for a life is kind of different because I think each person that comes into your life is for uh, a reason and for you to learn from. That's what I feel. I think it's just and so messy to marry. If you're marrying somebody that's just there for a season, that's just so messy. You know, be well, friends. Just, Learn how to be friends. That is true. That is very true. Um, so, I, Anisha, if I heard you right, you, you're saying that you don't necessarily um, buy into the whole sanctity of, of marriage? Um, no, I do, but I look at marriage different. Marriage, to me, um, it's two different marriages. It's the marriage where you go down to the courthouse and get uh, married and stuff, and then, and that's what a lot of people are doing now. That's what a lot of it ends up in divorce. That's a lot of what my marriage, my first marriage was based on. We were rushing. We didn't know what we really wanted. We didn't know what we were doing. And then there's a marriage where you don't even really see the paper. You know you're married. It's, that's through the divine. That's through God. That's through, you know, that's the marriage, that's the bond the love, and you guys both know just by telling each other that you guys want each other, you guys want to be with each other, this is us. You guys have that understanding. You guys don't need that extra outfit from the world. You don't need that extra uh, mess. Hmm. So my first, well, that's, that's my more first of a, marriage, my first marriage was for that's more of a, a learning experience for me. So you think marriage is more of a spiritual thing? It's not a... You know, the traditional Let's go down to the courthouse and have everybody agree and to have okay. the government. Just, it's more spiritual. It's more it's deeper than all that. Um, okay. And my okay. answer was just based off of my first marriage. It was more of a learning experience for me that he was in my life for my children, for us to learn from, and for us, for me to grow and for him to grow. And just for that, that time, we were married. And it was for that. Hmm. And sometimes marriage so, is for just for that. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Now, this is interesting because obviously I don't think like this, which is okay because everybody has, you know, the right to do what they do. So when you got married, is that what you thought when you were getting married, that this is just going to be for a season because I need to learn some stuff, so let me marry this dude? No, I figured that after um, when I started learning about myself. Um, when I got married, I thought it was going to be forever. This was the person I wanted to be with for life. Um, we were, and that's what it was supposed to be. 
and that's where we were headed. Um, but it didn't end like that. And sometimes that's just the way it goes. But okay. as I start being more aware of myself, you know, I start realizing, like, he was in my life just for what we had. And I learned from it. And I'm, learning, I'm still learning from it. And let me grow from this situation. Okay. All right. That's how I look at it. Yeah, and you know what? Mar- marriage is not for sissies. I mean, when you... It's not for what, Terry? Yeah. Terry, what did you say? It's not for what? <laughs> Marriage is not for sissies. When you walk down mm-hmm. that aisle, you got a woman up, you got a man up because mm-hmm. there's no right. joke. And I think a lot of people really don't really understand the vows that you're taking when you get married. And I know at right. my church, you have to go through like a 13-week marriage um, counseling course together and go mm-hmm. through exercises and talk to people and interview people. And, if, you know, if you can get through the 13 weeks together, then maybe you have a greater chance of making it because a lot of people just walk down the aisle and they're not taking those vows seriously or they don't even really understand them. And, you know, they end right. up, yeah, you know, on their second or third marriage. I know when we got married, we got married by a family minister and, it was Joey's family. I didn't know this gentleman, but it was like we had maybe a 45-minute counseling session, and it was more or less like reminiscing, like, oh, yeah, I remember your brother from way back. <laughs> Nobody told us anything when we first got married. And it was hard. And in some cases, it was bad. And there was a lot of good that happened in that time frame. I think that, the, and I say it over and over again, is that we had some bad times, but at the core of it, we really liked each other. And not to say that, I mean, there probably was times where I should have just left. I should have left. I'll be honest. Maybe he should have left. Mm-hmm. But we liked each other, and we're still working and making it different and special and date night and doing things for each other. We're still doing that. So it never stops. But at the core of Mm -hmm. anybody's relationship, if you don't even know that you like that person, because sometimes people get married, I don't even think they like each other. They don't even know each other enough to determine. They don't know each other and they don't like each other. And I am so cool with the justice of the peace wedding. If y'all spent the time to work on your relationship. Don't spend all that unnecessary right. money. It's yeah. That's just yeah. money down the drain. If you go into the justice of the peace and you spend weeks and months cultivating that relationship, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, the show is not necessary. But, you know, going back to this girl, I agree with what you guys said. She has to really make herself available before she starts something new. And I think anybody out there that's truly looking for love in a relationship, you really have to start with yourself. Know who you are, what you want before you start mixing. And for me, you know, because I know for other people, it doesn't really matter whether that person is available or not. But for me, I don't want to be with somebody who's married. I, I, I value the sisterhood too much. I wouldn't want a sister to do that to me. And therefore, I would not ever do that to anybody else. And I value myself too much. I think I'm worth your undivided attention. That's that's me. That's what I think. I think that a lot of people are not able to be single. The hunt and the quest is always to be in a relationship. That's, that's what everybody's. Bad. That's what they're all seeking. The hunt and the quest is to be in a relationship. And so I've known people to go. I mean, from one relationship to one relationship to the next. Like you need to give yourself a break. Because they like the idea of or the thought of being in this relationship, whether it be good, bad, or indifferent, hoping that it'll always be good and it'll turn good. But a Mm -hmm. lot of people get into relationships because they don't like the feeling of being alone. They don't want to be alone. And they find themselves in any kind of relationship. And then by the time it's all blown up in their face, you spent a lot of time in this. You right. spent a lot of time in the wrong relationship. Yeah, a lot of time. So now going back to this girl again at the airport, I'm fascinated by this story, as you can see. Stop talking now, to strangers. 
I can't help it. I can't help it. I'm nosy. I'm nosy. So now, now flip this around, if you will. Just uh, do you think this could be a guy sitting in the airport, bawling his eyes out because he's in love with a girl who's married? You think this could be a guy? Yeah, I definitely think so. Oh, of course. Yeah. You think mm-hmm. so? Yeah. And he's all upset because the girl he's in love with is married, and he knew she was married, and she was going to leave her man. You think this could be a guy? You, I I don't you know. know. I don't know why. All right, so take the tears away. Same emotions. Mm-hmm. He would be bothered. Yeah, but just men don't show emotions how we do, so that's why we don't see it as much as we do with women. Women are more mm-hmm. in tune with showing their emotions. Men grow up, don't cry. They fall, don't pick yourself up, don't cry, you know, so men don't show their emotions as much as women. And we are right. the princesses. We're the ones who can be all out there with our emotions and stuff. But yeah, definitely men they go home and they spoke. They go home and they cry. They they sometimes some men are in, in tune with their emotions and they're at the airport crying uh, over a woman well, a, that is with I'm another man. I'm and stop talking to men because I need to hear some of these stories. But you know what? I think I think what men do is that they cut it off immediately, mentally, physically. They'll cut it off. They're on to the next. And that's why a lot of women struggle in this relationship because they're looking for closure from this man. And he already offered up the closure because he stopped calling. He stopped taking your text messages. And he's on to the next. So that might be their way of how they handle it. They shut down. They're done. Like, oh, you're done. I'm done. And women, we want, we want to understand. We want closure. How can we make this better? Men are done. When they're done, they're done. And we, we, we look for, we want them to give us more of an explanation. And in some cases, it's not necessary. He showed you something. Take it for what it is. I don't think men sit around and, and agonize. And, and if they do, they're not showing it outwardly like we do. They're not, like you said, they're not sitting in the airport. But when they shut it down and they're not talking to you anymore because they're really done, mm-hmm. that's exactly what they do. They check out. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think they can detach quicker. I think, you know, if they didn't know going in, once they find out that there's somebody else um, in the mix, they can quickly detach and and move on. I think, like Leslie said, we want to, you know, drag it out, and that's just not good, you know. Mm -hmm. Cut your losses Mm -hmm. and move on. Unhealthy. I mean, I've, I've seen different television shows on relationships, and Steve Harvey does a lot of it. I'm not a, his biggest fan, but... And he tries to do relationship stuff, and he talks to women that think like a man and act like a whatever it is, right? It's just too funny to me when women are like, well, I needed closure. Closure? He stopped calling you. That's closure. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that is it. He's not Get taking I think we determined last week. I think we determined last week that we all feel that way. You know, you're done. You're done. I'm done. We're done. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I don't need you to confirm while you're done. You're done. I'm done. Some people don't do it. They don't get it that quickly. They don't. They want. No, I to think you heal. Want to know? I think you heal faster. You know, if you just. No, I want to know. I want to know why he doesn't call me. I want to know why no. it's over. What because. Because he, you, you don't need to know why. There's no reason that he's going to say that's going to make you feel any better. So feel better all on your own. That's that's how I look at it. There's nothing wrong. No, but, say. I mean, we had a great relationship. Why won't he take my clothes? I want to know why. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you call a girlfriend and see if you're, you and your girlfriend can start hanging out and you go do things and preoccupy yourself while you're, you know, getting your emotional state back in order. You know, just leave him alone. Yeah, I think the worst thing you could do on on something like that is what she said she was doing. You know, she sent me, she's telling me about the screen, the screenshots and all her texts and she's analyzing it and asking him why won't he leave his wife and it's just going on and on and on. I'm like, sweetie, it's over. She's looking for closure. Yeah, she's looking for closure. looking for closure. What can she do with her heart? You know, how does she fix it? What's the truth? The truth is you should have never messed with that man from the beginning because he was married and so were you. That's the truth. Let me tell you something. It's easy for people to get in relationships, be it right or wrong relationships. So the 
mm-hmm. why and how it happened. In some cases, that's neither here or there. And you need to go back to what we always say is you need to check in on yourself. Why do you need to be in this bad relationship that doesn't serve you? But relationships are starting and ending all over the place. Be a good, bad, or indifferent relationship. People like to be in relationships. They like And, you know, just like there are alcoholics that need to go to Alcoholics Anonymous and shoppers that need to go to Shoppers Anonymous, you know, there's some people that just are not good to themselves emotionally. They always are making bad choices when it comes to relationships. I don't know what kind of club that is, but, you know, they need to go to same thing as Alcoholics Anonymous. Hi, my name is Terry, and I am a self-abuser. You know, I'm right, always right. in the wrong right. relationship. They need to be talking to other people that have been down that road, have healed themselves from that, so that they can start making better choices. Some people just right. habitually right. are making the wrong choices in men, the wrong choices in women, and they need to realize that. But when they're making these choices, they're not even admitting their own part of it. No, it's the same thing with alcoholics, you know. Mm -hmm. Same thing with alcoholics. You you wake up in the morning, 7 o'clock in the morning, you need to have your vodka and orange juice. But you're in denial. No, I'm not an alcoholic. You drink seven drinks a day. But you're still saying you're not an alcoholic. It's the same thing. You have to admit that you're not good to yourself, you know, but it's self-awareness. you you got to realize that at some point you got to stop being in denial. It's so tough for some people. To it's tough for And again, that awareness leads to healing. Definitely. The awareness, it leads mm-hmm. to healing. Once you start being aware of everything going on around you, your surroundings, and what's going on in the situation, that's the, healing. that's the start of the healing process. But if she's not... I mean, so you um, teach that, right? Healing, Anisha, you teach that? Definitely, that's what I teach. That's what I teach. Why don't you tell us what your website is? What's your website, Anisha? So anybody that's listening could, um, you know, connect with you. What's your website? My um, website is misscanseeyou.com and awakenflower.com. And you can come and I awaken is A-W-A-K-E-N-E-D. F L O W E R dot com. Miss Can See You is M S C A N S E E U dot com. You okay. can reach me okay. anytime on my website, definitely. Okay. Because I'm but, sure there's yeah, people that need help. They don't even realize it. Like, I wish I would have thought to give the lady your information, you know, because I'm probably not the best person to help. But, you know, if that's what you do, I wish I would have given it to her because I think she would benefit from becoming aware because she's not aware. She's not aware. She was totally in denial, you know, thinking that there's something that she did wrong. I mean, there is something that she did wrong, but she couldn't even understand what it was that she did wrong to put her in this situation. And now she's letting this guy just take her on this roller coaster of it's all her fault. And if she would just go back to loving him and stop questioning him, everything would be wonderful, you know, wonderful for him. He's a master manipulator, <laughs> and he's manipulating uh-huh. the whole situation, manipulating her, manipulating her. But um, it's her fault, also. she knew. So the blame right. can go all on just one person. <laughs> I mean, what, like, what adventure? What adventure do you really think you're going to take when you open-eyed walk into a relationship, knowing there's a third person involved? I mean, are you really that adventurous that you? But you don't even know who that third person is. But when a guy opens up that door, is he is he truly committed? Is that is that the part where you X out the committed part and, and this is like that's goal and void it, like because he stepped out? He's committed, but it's not the commitment that you think it is. He's committed to getting what he wants and doing what he wants. That's where the commitment is. It's the commitment's yeah. not to you right. or to her. It's it's commitment to what he or she wants when they decide to step out on their significant other. Because it goes both ways. It's not just guys stepping out. Right. Women step out, too. You know, it goes both ways. Definitely. So that's where the commitment is. Definitely. I think we get confused about the commitment. Right. I say so that... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just no, saying that when it comes to 
the wrong relationships in the in the beginning, you're doing a whole lot. Everybody's doing the most. And the one thing that they're all doing is trying to justify why this is right. So if you live by that lie, trying to justify like it's right for right now, or I understand, or he's going to leave his wife, you, you initiated that with the understanding that you were trying to justify why it was right all along. So in that case, I don't, I, like I said, I don't feel bad. I don't, I, all that crying and everything that's nice and her feelings are hurt and, and, and she's got a lot to deal with. But in the beginning of that relationship, both she and him spent a lot of time justifying what they were doing was right. They even probably seek God in some, in some cases, like, God, I understand this is wrong for right now, but he's going to leave his wife. And <laughs> she's gonna... You know, it's about people do a whole lot of bargaining. Yeah. They want to be right. You can't feel bad at all. Right. You can't feel bad at all because she put herself in that predicament. No matter all the crying and all the sadness that she's going through or the justification that she feels that she needs for herself to make it feel better, you sh- there's no reason why in the world that I should feel bad for her or him if his wife finds out and want to divorce him. <laughs> um, there's no reason in the world that any of us should feel bad for her. Wow, that's cold-hearted. <laughs> no, 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 what about cold-hearted? The that, yeah, give us some tissues and walk right. away. I can't. I can't do that. I can't. Um, yeah, you can't I walk away, like- but you can support her in it. You could you could talk to her about it, but I wouldn't baby her. I would at least let her know, like you know, make her aware. Of well, I, gave her I, I gave her truth. I did give her truth. Right. I gave I gave right. her truth. Did give her truth. You don't have so. to walk her walk away because at one point we have to kind of teach women. We kind of are hard on each other, um, mm-hmm. and so instead of we, we're quick to turn our back on each other and stuff, but instead we could we could have lent a hand like. Tracy did and support her and, and talk to her, but also tell her the truth, but still talk to her and, and let her know the real of what's going on in the situation. And if she yeah. accepts it or not, that's her. But I think women, we have a, a hard, or we have a bad where we are really hard on each other. We turn our backs on each other. Or we roll our eyes or, you know, want to argue and fight. And a lot of it is that mean girl, right? Mentality. That mean girl mentality steps in, right? <laughs> Definitely. So um, I think what Tracy did was correct. It was it was a good way of handling this situation. Um, just tell, giving her the truth and letting her know because she might not see it right now, but who knows? Tonight when it's time to go to sleep, she might think about it and be like, oh, my God, she was really right. That was the truth. A week from now, she might think about it and be like, look, it's time for me to jump, just leave, ignore him, erase his numbers. So yeah. it, we never know the message. We might not get through to the person while we're talking to them, but later on, we never know how the message will affect them. So it's always good support and, you know, just keep it real. We don't have to yep, be hard. Yeah. We don't have to be mean, but just to keep it real. Yeah, I think, you know, nice there's way. mean love, you know, there's mean love and then there's tough love. And, you know, tough love provides the right. truth and the support for somebody, you know, to get on their feet and to move in the right direction versus the mean love, which is, you know, talking about them behind their back and, you know, really doesn't care where the person ends up. And, you know, I think she does deserve some tough love. Ladies, this has been great tonight. Tonight was wonderful. We, we touched on quite a few topics. Onisha, I am so thankful that you were able to join us. Thank you very much. I'm sure you'll be back. You'll come and you'll sit with us Thank and we you. talk about some other issues. You're welcome. Um, in closing, I want to say, log on to my website, order a book. I wrote a book called Love Addictions. It's all about love poems. Uh, the paperback is ten ninety nine. The e-reader is three ninety nine. dot com. Um, thank you for coming out, Leslie and Terry. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, you are my girls. We've been together for a long time. Have a good You're night, so everybody. Welcome. Thanks, thank you, Tracy. You're welcome. Good night.